Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. Welcome back to the Femi Pod for episode number 100. What a uh, achievement we are so proud of and it's so great to be here with, of course, my bestie, Estee. Uh, we're so excited for this episode. I'm sure you're all going to really enjoy this one. We're really focusing on our community and the highs that they've gone on on this Femi journey with us as well. So before we kick into those, Est, how are you? What's been happening? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Thank you. What's been happening? Same old, really. Uh, lots of work and running, uh, but my Achilles is playing up a bit, so I've reduced the running. Um, I'm getting into biking, which is really fun. So luckily, I have a bike. Byron bought me, my partner bought me a mountain bike for Christmas. So I just go and smack out some trails or like 30 minutes to an hour. I did actually do a 50 kilometer bike last Sunday which I was pretty proud of um but yeah I actually really enjoy it it's really fun I go like as fast as I possibly can um like around corners and stuff and I I do really like it it's cool um I can see why people really enjoy uh mountain biking and, and cycling so yeah I'm just you know combining that with my running I'm running every second day and just doing like a really heavy Achilles rehab program um and the morning stiffness of the Achilles is reducing every day, which is really exciting, but it is still sore when I run. So yeah, I think it's just going to be a bit of a process. Um, tendons don't heal overnight and they take a while to get used to the load. So just trying to be patient um, with my leggies. It's, um, it's actually both of them, which is interesting. I feel like often I get things on both sides, which is kind of cool. Um, but also super annoying because every step hurts. But hey, we're used to pain um, as runners, so can handle it. Um, but yeah, I'm obviously not pushing through anything too severe and yeah, taking a step back to try to get better. So yeah, sometimes you need to take a step back to move a step forward. And honestly, the amount of times that I've gotten injured or like little niggles have popped up and I've had to reduce my training and focus more on rehab and strength, I've run better every time. <laughs> so I'm looking at it with a really positive spin on it. Like I do genuinely feel like sometimes little things get uh, ignored and then they become too sore to push through. So you focus on it and then you end up running better anyway. So any of my injured queens out there listening, like use this time to really focus on strength and like things that you can do. Um, because ultimately it does. I honestly think it makes me a better runner. Like I was injured for six weeks um, from an ankle roll and then um, I came back too quickly from the ankle roll, good lesson there, but um, ended up hurting my hip uh, because I was running differently to protect my ankle. So that was a six-week journey of like barely any running, but a shit ton of strength work and glute strengthening to get this hip better. And eight weeks after that, so I had six weeks of injury, then I trained for eight weeks. Um, and then I ran my fastest half marathon ever. So like, just a reminder, if you have to step back from running, it's not that bad. Um, and quite often 
you do even better than you did before. So yeah, that's a bit of my running journey at the moment. I obviously am training up for Auckland Waterfront Half. So that's about nine weeks away now. So um, obviously not ideal having to not run as much as I'd like, but that's okay. Um, I still think I can run really well there. And then um, the Rotorua 10K, where we're going to be there um, showing up as a big Femi collective, as some of you may have seen on our Instagram. So yeah, working towards that um, at the moment and going to Melbourne tomorrow with you, Lids, uh, for some work stuff over there. So that'll be cool. Uh, it's all go at Femi, as Lids knows. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty good. How about you, Lids? How's the bod? How's training? How's work? How's life? Life is hectic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I'm in Brisbane at the moment. I've spent the week here. I actually had an event with the Australian Sports Tech Network yesterday, which was really cool. The first half of the day was spent with some other female founders who are building companies in the sporting tech world. And then the second half of the day was very much just like listening to a panel discussion of people in sports tech. But to be honest, the entire conversation really got steered towards women in sport, which, as everybody would know, I really appreciate. So we ended up talking a lot about um, the opportunities in women in sport at the moment and, you know, the World Cup last year and what that's going to lead to. And there was a lot of conversation around how sport is becoming a part of the wider society, like the industry of sport is actually transferring into so many other realms in the world. And it's really exciting because, you know, we had we even had musicians at the event yesterday, people who develop music. In the sports world like anthems for brands and for athletes and it's really cool to kind of go outside your little bubble I was saying to the team yesterday like when you're in a startup and you're building your own company you're so hyper focused on what you're doing you kind of forget about what else is going on around the world so it's really cool to kind of step out and see what other people are doing and in the same space but from a different angle so it was really exciting to be there and it's just cool to see like Femi has a place at the table in those conversations and how important the work that we're doing is and how it's going to be complemented by other incredible businesses that are growing in the sports tech world too so that was awesome and then uh training is going well in Brisbane it is incredibly humid um the only place in the world that i've been that's more humid than what it is here in brisbane is vietnam and i remember running around vietnam and being like i can't even breathe it's that hot and humid but at the moment i mean this morning i went out running at like 4 45 a.m and it was just still within a k i was drenched in sweat like it's so horrible um so i'm leaving here today to go back to aotearoa and uh, I'm really excited to hopefully have some more space to breathe in Aotearoa. But coming back to, uh, to Melbs, like you said, with her next week. So that's really exciting. Can I ask a question about um, Noosa versus Brisbane? Because it's so close, right? Like, yeah. why is it so much more human? I think it's the city. I think it's the concrete jungle. Like in Brisbane, you're just um, running on roads all the time and like black tar seal. And I think that increases the humidity and the heat amongst the city. Um, whereas in uh, Noosa, there's a lot more greenery. There's a lot more open spaces. Um, and I think that definitely helps and probably more wind coming off the ocean, which you're just more exposed to, which is nice. But it's still hot in Noosa, but Brisbane is just like next level. So um, I'm excited to escape here. 
Yay. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're actually um this will have launched post, but we're going to be celebrating the Femi Run community's second birthday tomorrow in Auckland. So heading over there today to spend some time with the fan there. Um so very excited to have the birthday of the Femi Auckland community and shout out to everybody who came to our Brisbane community run last week. It was so cool to have Brisbane kick off and to meet all the new faces there and the excitement amongst the the woman that Femi has now landed here in Brisbane. So Femi community is taking over the world. Yes. And in saying that, as uh, you all know, this is our hundredth episode on the Femi pod, which is really wild. It kind of feels like yesterday that we just started doing the Femi pod, but we've had such an amazing journey to date with the Femi pod and had so many incredible conversations which I'm sure so many of you have listened to but uh I thought before we jump into hearing from our community Est, give me some of the highlights like what have been your favorite conversations that we've had today oh gosh that's such a hard question uh there's so many goodies uh yeah I mean honestly all of them have been amazing like shout out to all our female experts like I think those conversations are always so golden. Like there's so much value in the conversations that we've had with our um, medical experts from FEMI. So that will be my first one, all the incredible wisdom that we've learned from those women who are willing to get their time and their knowledge to the wider community. And yeah, I just think if you haven't listened to those, those episodes with our medical experts, highly recommend them. They're really, uh, digestible but go into the science behind a lot of different aspects that women have to consider as athletes and and just being women in general so yeah those would be some of my um fave and then I think uh I mentioned to you Lids I really love the conversation with Izzy Bat Doyle who's an amazing Australian athlete um only because she is super elite in terms of like her running times like she's like a correct me if I'm wrong here, but like a 224 marathon runner, uh, absolute weapon of athlete. And she's got her own run community called Runners One in Adelaide. And she, just her whole mantra around like community and that running is not for just elite athletes. It's for everyone. everyone. And to hear that coming from the mouth of an elite athlete like herself and the caliber of her running uh, just really aligned to like what we believe at Femi and I think we've talked about it a lot like the accessibility of running and how every type of speed is like celebrated in running and that's why I love it so much and you lids and like so many people love running because it's open to everyone and, and she she really like lived that sort of mantra as well so I really liked that conversation um, and then also just like fangirling a couple of of them like several squigs so Colleen Quigley um I have followed her for a long time Ellie Ostrander and then um Grayson Grayson so some incredible athletes from the states I really was just more of a fangirl moment where I was like wow I can't believe I'm talking to you um so that was really cool yeah what about you Liz what's what's your faves or fave themes kind of thing from our hundred episodes yeah, I agree. I think all of the above like have been such amazing conversations. We love our medical experts. They are world leading when it comes to women's health. And we're just so lucky to have them on the team to to come on here and spread their knowledge and also be part of the Femi app and now wider community. I also have like loved the conversations with the, with the athletes that we've had on the podcast. We're so lucky to be able to have access to them and 
to have someone like Colleen Quigley come on, you know, I think having her speak about the power of her period and the fact that she has a natural cycle and that it is regular, like really opening up those conversations to hopefully encourage other people to kind of achieve that. And, and that should be a goal for all of us, you know, obviously depending on where you're at with your hormone journey, journey and if you need to be on contraception, but if you can have a natural cycle, it's really cool to see those athletes really celebrating their periods and celebrating their bodies and, and even just having the, courage to really speak out I think for a lot of elite athletes sport can be really political and it can be quite scary when you kind of go against the grain and you speak about things that you know might not be well accepted amongst the wider industry of sport and it's just awesome to see so many elite women in particular like coming out and telling their stories and talking about their journeys because I mean even for myself and Est I'm sure you're the same like when we first started speaking about this stuff, like we're still trying to make teams and we're still wanting to run fast and it can be quite scary um, putting yourself out there. But from our own experiences, like the impact that you can have, positive impact that you can have on other people when you do tell your story and speak out is just so worth it. But just taking that step into like having the courage to talk can be quite terrifying. So it's been so awesome to have those athletes come on and share their stories with us and, and with our community. And yeah, I feel like every conversation's just been really empowering. Um, I always enjoy our catch-ups, Est, but um, yeah, super excited for what else is to come on the podcast. This is definitely not the end. We're still continuing to grow and um, we appreciate all of you for listening. You know, we wouldn't be here each week speaking um, if we didn't have you all tuning in. So massive shout out to you all thanks for coming and listening to us each week and for people sharing it on socials like we really appreciate you we're not professional podcasters we're not experts in the space we totally do this because we love it and we know the the importance of storytelling um and so yeah just love that you are willing to come here and listen to our yarns it's so funny what you miss it would be so funny if we ever did a bloopers right because like sometimes we'll be mid mid-sentence and especially me my brain sort of works in this way I'll be like I don't even know what I'm talking about and it will go completely blank <laughs> so yeah same as Liz like I appreciate everyone listening so much because um yeah they are yarns but like they're passion passionate yarns yeah uh, <laughs> what I think is so funny because I speak to so many people and when we talk about the podcast like so many people are like oh I really want to start a podcast or I've been thinking about starting a podcast and like my advice to you is just like go do it like there's nothing holding you back and like we were terrified when we first started doing this podcast it is quite a weird thing to just sit and talk to each other but once you just get into the swing of things you definitely get used to it and like I don't know I just feel like everyone should have that space to be able to share their thoughts so like just go start it and see where it takes you you never really know so to celebrate our 100th episode, we wanted to lean on our run community leaders and bring them into the conversation. And we put two questions to them. One being, describe the key things you've done in your training journey to make progress as a woman. And the second one being, is how has your relationship with yourself changed over the last year? So we put it out to our community. They came back to us with some incredible insights some really interesting stories and amazing advice. We're really excited to share this with you. So without further ado, we're going to jump straight into those answers. My name's Lauren Patton and I run with the Manly Femi community. Um, for me, the biggest 
adaption I've had with my training has been looking at my menstrual cycle as a blessing rather than a curse. I've realized the gift that it is um, and how lucky we are to have this way of being able to tell how our body is actually feeling in real time and if there is something wrong or if there's something that we should be adjusting. Um, So I've paid a lot more attention to training um, in line with my menstrual cycle, but also using it as a way of practicing more self-compassion, whether I needed to skip a training in the morning and have a sleep in and get make sure that I'm getting eight hours of sleep in the final week leading into my um, period um, or knowing why I feel upset and that it's okay and it's just because of the time that it is. That self-compassion piece has been really important because I think like most of us, we've grown up knowing or thinking that we have to train a million miles an hour all the time and you know go a million miles an hour all the time whether that's through work or running or sport or whatever it might be Um, so I've had to really kind of train myself um, to learn to listen to the signs um, and understand what those signs are and I've felt a lot more empowered to make better decisions um, that have supported my body which I know support me overall from my mental health standpoint and also support others because I'll be a better version for them too. Thanks. Hi, my name's Elise Falloon and I'm from the Maroubra Run community located in Sydney. I've always been interested in understanding how the body works and ways that women can maximise their training. So for me, the key aspects in my own training is around understanding and tracking my menstrual cycle and really completing quality sessions over quantity. This has been a really big focus over the last three years since I've had two kids. I think the biggest thing for me is to understand how my body works and how I'm feeling to really ensure I get the best out of my training. Taking the pressure off the quantity of sessions and the amount of kilometers that I do was a really important change for me and allowed me to complete and focus on the quality of each session. Motherhood can really add a whole other layer of stress and priorities into the mix. I think having a running community that connects us with like-minded women really provides a space to enjoy training and build relationships, not only with other people, but with ourselves. Kia ora everyone, I am Alicia and I am part of the run community in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. My relationship with myself has evolved so much over the past couple of years since I learned more about what being a woman really means. I've become so much more compassionate and honest with myself. A big part of this was a really, really lovely experience I had with my Femi coach in which she gave me confidence in my ability and I feel like I pushed through boundaries that I didn't even know existed. I really tend to doubt myself in lots of areas of my life and this is one of those moments in which I realise I really should be giving myself more credit. It was a bit of cry my heart out moment which has really changed how I speak to myself and I think it has been one of the biggest changes in my relationship with that I have with myself over the past year or so since being a part of the Femi community. My name is Laura and I'm a Femi coach and a run club leader with the fabulous Auckland crew. Um, I would say one of the key things I've done to progress my training journey as a woman since I've been with Femi is just being a lot kinder to myself when things aren't feeling quite right and actually listening to my body rather than forcing things to happen. That type of mindset is a huge game changer and I suppose over the last year because I've been able to have that mindset shift my body has thanked me for it and performed better and better as I keep progressing. So there's not much more you can ask for, really. It's a great feedback loop. 
Hello, I'm Ellie, one of the run leaders from Melbourne. 2023 was a pretty tough one for my training with a bone stress injury putting running on hold for a few months. The silver lining of this injury was shifting my focus to strength training and gaining so much more confidence in the gym. Now coming back to running, I feel so much stronger and ready for another great year with the Melbourne Femi community. Hi, I am Vicky Green. I am a Femi Run Club leader for Dunedin and one of the key things I've done in my training journey to make progress as a woman is to give myself a bit more grace during the late luteal phase of my cycle. Um, I do this by constantly reminding myself that it's just running, it's not life or death and to not take myself so seriously. I think it's easy to um, physically when I'm not feeling as good um, to sort of think that running is the be all and end all but yeah just reminding myself to have fun to do what I love doing and to kind of let it flow and take away those uh, negative expectations. Hi I'm Savannah and I'm the run club leader from the Perth community so having a look at a few things that I have done in my training journey to make progress as a woman the key thing I would say is listening to my body more um, so I had a few years of chronic fatigue and listening to my body more has been a huge factor in getting over it. And I've also been able to adjust my training when I have been feeling fatigued. Um, so that might be swapping a session for an easier run or changing the pace to be a little bit slower or making a little bit shorter. Um, but just knowing that it is actually okay to swap out a training run um, and making sure that it suits your body um, for that day. I've also been focusing on fueling my body and seeing dietitians um, to come up with a plan that is best suited towards me and my goals, um, but also changing my mindset in a way that I can look at nutrition as a way to fuel my body. Another huge factor that I have um, changed is just having a better mindset and a greater appreciation for my body and the training that it gets through. I think we forget that we do push our body a lot um, to get through the training, to make it to the start lines of the half marathons or whatever it may be. But just actually having a, yeah, a sit down and be like, wow, my body is actually getting through all this training and it is amazing. So I'm Esther and I'm one of the Fumi Run Club leaders in Wellington alongside Nat. So to answer the question about what the key things that I've done in my training to make progress as a woman, um, it would be firstly, I'm now a lot kinder on myself and I don't compare certain workouts. I've realised that not every session will be the same as our female physiology is different at different times of the month. I also... I'm a lot more careful with my fueling um, and ensuring that I get protein and food in quickly after a run, like in those first 20 to 30 minutes, as we know this window is a lot smaller in women. If I'm ever lazy with this, especially after a long run, I will definitely pay for it the following day. I also think one of the other key things that I do is prioritise sleep and recovery so that I can absorb the training and not run myself into the ground. And so to answer the question about how my relationship with myself has changed over the past year, it's been a pretty big year for me with um, having an accident, meaning that I haven't been able to run for the last four months. And prior to that, running was such a huge part of my life. Um, and, but I think having 
the accident and be, having that taken away has made me realise that the running community, um, such as like the Femi Run Club, are always going to be there whether I'm running or not. Um, and don't get me wrong, I cannot wait for the day that I can return to running. But I think it's really changed my relationship with myself and with running in terms of as much as I loved competing and if I can get back to that that'll be great but I'm just so excited to get back to being a part of the community and being able to run with my friends again and if that's all I get back to then that's wonderful. And I would say tracking my cycle has changed the relationship I have with myself over the last 12 months um, in that I am a lot more kinder to myself um, just knowing where I am in my cycle um, also just allowing myself to have what my body needs so if my body needs rest uh, and recovery I'm have been much more on board with doing that over the last 12 months whereas I perhaps previously might have just pushed through and said no this is what I should be doing the same with I'd say fueling myself um that week before my period I'm always a lot hungrier in the past I might have tried to just ignore that um now I know that that's what my body needs in that moment and as long as I'm fueling myself with good things I am pretty kind to myself Kia ora, I'm Katie and I am one of the run leaders at Auckland's Femi Run Club um, I think the best thing I've done for myself over the years in my training journey uh, is taking a big step back and being intentional about perspective. So for me that looks like not getting caught up in what my body looks like or how fast I'm turning my legs over, you know, really avoiding that extrinsic performance and appearance focus um, has always been really huge for me. Obviously, I love a PB just as much as the next person and I love having a goal to work towards, but focusing on intrinsic motivation as my driving factor is what underpins a really sustainable relationship with movement and with running in particular. So thinking about what it feels like in my body when I run, enjoying the amazing endorphins, the satisfaction, the empowerment, that's what really keeps me going. Uh, in the last year, my relationship with my, myself has definitely gotten gentler. Um, as a psychologist, I'm super big on self-care and boundaries and listening to your body. Um, but I was definitely kind of a do-as-I-say-and-not-as-I-do girl when it came to things like rest and self-compassion um, and time off from work and training when I was tired or run down. Um, but, you know, it was a big year and an injury sort of forced me to slow down and reevaluate. So I've come out of 2023 and into 2024 being a lot more intuitive and gentle um, and really careful and intentional about prioritizing my well-being. Hello, my name's Natalie, or most people call me Nat. I'm one of the Femi leaders here in Wellington, and that's a role that I share with one of my dearest friends, Esther George. My relationship with myself has definitely changed over the last 12 months, and I do put that down in large part to the opportunity that I've had to be a part of the Femi community. We always encourage all the women and girls that run with us to turn up no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're feeling happy or sad, you want to be chatty or just quiet. 
if you're feeling energetic or tired, you've had something go well at work or you've had a disaster at work, it doesn't matter. And so that did push a little bit of self-reflection. If I believe in that, which I really do, and promote that for all these other women, why wouldn't I apply that to myself? And that has, it has boosted my confidence a little bit and allowed me to realise that I don't always have to be on my best form every time I turn up and everybody else is going to be okay with that too and it really has made me feel more relaxed in all aspects of life um, and just generally made everything more enjoyable and I guess ironically I've probably ended up achieving a lot more. Hi there my name is Soraya and I'm part of the Auckland City community. How my relationship with myself has changed in the last year is pretty phenomenal. A lot of it has to do, um, I think, with the education and understanding of my hormonal cycle now, thanks to Demi. Um, I know that it can change how my body looks and feels on any given day, and I know that if I'm not having a great day, it's not a forever thing, and that I can be kind to myself. I'm also a mum of a beautiful five-year-old boy, so in the last year, I've consciously made the effort to speak to myself the same way I speak to him with lots of love. Loving yourself is actually really fun and I highly recommend it. I'm sad that it's taken me this long to realise. Um, yeah, I'm very proud of myself and the body that I'm in and what my body has achieved. I'm Rach. I lead the Manly Sydney One Club. And I'd say the most important thing I've learned as a woman over the past few years with my training is to listen to your body, really tune in. Only you are the best judge of you. Make sure you get enough sleep, fuel your runs before and after, and take recovery just as seriously as the training. Whether that's literally just sitting, chilling, going to the beach, having a dip, making sure you have that extra sleep. Sometimes it is about switching off the alarm and not going on the run. Sometimes it's about focusing on strength training and also making sure that you don't do all your runs hard. For many years, I was all like, go hard or go home. In the past few years, thanks to Femi, I've learned to pull back, follow that 80-20 rule. Zone two is your friend. And also just most importantly, have fun with running. We can all get quite caught up in a training plan, um, which is awesome and it's great to have goals, but running's fun, running's social and I think through the community of Femi, I've learned to, that connection is more important and like that weekly check-in with your mates, having a laugh, forgetting you're running, having a coffee, watching the sunrise. There's nothing much better. Hey, my name is Bex Atwell and I am a run leader from Christchurch in New Zealand. I have three key things that have helped me progress my training as a woman over the past however many years I've been training for now. Uh, the first is not to force things. So rather than trying to push myself too hard when I actually need to rest, I let myself rest and listen to my body. I didn't used to. Um, I used to try and do as much as I possibly could, whereas now I focus on doing kind of the minimal, minimum effective dose, so doing the least that I need to to actually see my desired changes and results. Um, it's helped reduce injuries, especially overuse injuries, manage my fatigue, um, and I have energy for other things. The second one is to actually slow down. 
you have so much time to achieve these goals. You do not need to rush it and risk injury or risk things not happening. Things can often go wrong. So by allowing yourself more time to achieve your goals, you're much more likely to succeed and actually get there and not get thrown off if something comes up or something goes wrong. Um, you have the time. Don't You don't need to rush things. And the third one is to just learn to enjoy the journey. If you're not enjoying your training, then switch it up. Find something that you do enjoy more because enjoying the journey, you know, you spend so much more time in the process and building up to something than you do actually achieving that certain goal. And goals are great, all for them. But if you're not enjoying the journey that it takes to get there, then you're going to make yourself miserable and it's not going to be worth it in the end. So enjoy the journey. Those are my three key things. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and thank you to all our Femi Run community leaders for jumping in and sharing their thoughts and advice with us. We appreciate all of you so much and I'm sure all of the listeners would have really enjoyed this one. Again, thank you so much for listening over the last 100 episodes. We will be back for 101 next week. But in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on Instagram at femi.co or go to our website femi.co or you're always welcome to slide into our own personal DMs. Thanks, Est, and congrats on the 100. Thanks, lads, and thanks, everyone, for listening. We love you. Bye.